You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, Stories in a Box. My grandfather was a great storyteller. You know, people say all the time he or she can walk into a room and light up a room or influence a room, change the dynamic. Legitimately, that was my grandfather. He could walk into any space, private, public, social, family, friends, one-on-one, and he would captivate and he would transport you with his words. And I, I, maybe I didn't realize it, but that's when I really fell in love with the ability to tell a story. He laid the foundation for that. But what I didn't know, and what you're going to find out in a few minutes, was a secret. I didn't realize how much he actually loved the art of storytelling, maybe as much or more than me. But before we get to that, let me give an example of what my afternoon with my grandfather or in the evening on a weekend when I'd be visiting would be like, okay? So we'd get to his house. My grandmother, he and I would be there. We'd have this amazing Italian dinner, you know, sausage, meatballs, pasta, salad, big glass of milk. They always made me drink tons of milk. Gulped on this ice cold, cold glass of milk. And my grandmother, she'd be cleaning up in the kitchen. My grandfather would go out into the living room and he would tell me to pull out a chair. And he would, he would sit in his chair and, and he goes, I want you to stand on this chair and face me. And then he would walk down the hallway and he would come back with a speech that he had written. He worked for a company called East Ohio Gas. You see, he was the first person in his family ever to go to college, ever to get a white collar job. And he worked his way up in his career into the marketing department and into a leadership role there. And he would give speeches all the time. And so he brought one of these old speeches out to me. It was like written on a typewriter, had coffee stains all over it. And it would have the date on the front, like 1968, East Ohio Gas, annual review. And I'm I'm this 10-year-old standing on a chair And my grandfather and my grandmother were the audience members. And he would say, now, do the speech, Aaron. And this, like, 10-page speech, I'd start from the very beginning. And I would say something like, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here this evening. You know, this company and the people in it have worked year after year, and now you're getting the recognition you deserve. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But he would stop me line by line. He would say, wait, wait a second. Don't say it like that. Don't just read it. Are you talking to the people in the room, he would say? Then let them know they're alive. So when you say, ladies and gentlemen, it's not ladies and gentlemen, it's ladies and gentlemen. And when you thank, when you say thank you, he said, make sure you're thanking them. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here this evening. And then he would say, when you're talking about the company and you say, the people in this room are part of this company, let them know they're part of it. The people in this room Make up this company. And then when you're talking about the work that they put in, you're not just saying, oh, you worked really hard. You're saying everyone in here has worked year in and year out. And now you're getting the just recognition you deserve or something like that. So it would take hours, but I would have to go through line by line. And at the end of the speech, when I would go through without him stopping me, they would give me a rousing round of applause And I knew I had done well. But what I didn't realize was maybe my grandfather was preparing me for something bigger, molding me for something that he always wanted. 
And I say this because my dad, my father, just told me a story about his dad, my grandfather. And my dad describes this day where he was a younger kid and his parents had just gotten divorced. And my father is in his dad's office that had just been emptied because he moved out. And my dad was just probably trying to find a relic or find some sort of connection with with his dad after this happened. And he found a key to his desk, my grandfather's desk. And he opens up all these drawers with the key and he's pulling the drawers out and he's looking for things. And through all the office stuff, he finds a huge drawer filled with hundreds of short stories that were written and typed by my grandfather. And my dad pulls all these stories out. And for hours, he's sitting in this office and he's just reading, connecting with his own father in a way that he couldn't imagine. And my dad told me, he's like, Aaron, these stories were incredible. Some of the most well-written, compelling short stories I've ever read, he said. And my dad's crying, reading these stories. And more interesting, he found on the front of every one of these stories, a submission letter. And these were all stories that were submitted to the big national publications of the day. New York Times, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair. And my grandfather, for decades, was trying to get his storytelling out there and be published by a larger audience. I mean, this he had been doing this for decades. Which is, it's so connective to me because I didn't even know that. And that's what I've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years. But on the back of every one of these stories, my dad found a rejection letter written to my grandfather. Every one of his stories had been submitted. And even though they were compelling, every single one of them had been rejected. And maybe that rejection was the reason they were sitting locked up in a drawer, never to be found or seen again. About a month ago, I got word that National Public Radio was going to be spotlighting on one of their hit shows, one of my seven-minute stories, what you're listening to right now. And when I got that news at the time, I was so excited. I knew what it would do. It broaden an audience base. It was the same thing my grandfather wanted, and I didn't even know about it. And so now when I listen to the podcast or when I heard myself on the radio, I think to myself, you know, it wasn't just me out there telling a story. You know, my grandfather helped build the foundation for everything I do. It wasn't just me on the air getting featured. It was us, he and I. And wherever he's at in the ether, wherever he's at in the universe, his energy. I just want you to know that grandpa, they heard you. You made it. Your stories aren't locked in a box anymore. Your stories are inside of me. And this is just the first step. They heard you, Jojo. I love you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7minutestoriespod.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling 
by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.